0: Flancy Pasta presents Mesmeria Ridden by Disconnecting Wi-Fi. It's it's so beautiful. I can't look away. Wait. Is it an it? Is it even sentient? No, no, no. I actually don't know. Let me start over. They are so beautiful. I can't look away. This is stupid. What am I doing? It's not supposed to go this way. Don't blink. Don't blink. You're probably confused right now. Hell, I am too. Confused, disoriented, and mesmerized. Completely mesmerized. It's happening again. I can't let them take over me. Speech-to-text is such a wonderful thing, isn't it? The only downside is that I cannot possibly delete whatever mistakes I make without having to look away from them. So forgive me if I manage to go off in tangents. See? I'm going off on tangents. I don't know if it's my mind wanting to make my plight be heard among you all, because I know you'll understand, or just wanting to say out loud what it is that's happening to me, but I've made my choice, and now you are reading this. My eyes water and burn. It wasn't always this way. We were archaeologists, team of four, just minding our own business in the ancient ruins of Harappa, trying to figure out why this seemingly beautiful civilization had perished away. Over time, there have been speculations. Floods, famines, earthquakes, even being slaughtered by the Aryans. For years, experts have put forward their own theories, but no one knows for sure why the peaceful and advanced people died out. We had not expected to find much, After all, so many people had had the very same thought as us, and had gotten nowhere. But something had led us away from the main ruins, away towards a seemingly untouched piece of ground some distance away. It wasn't even obscured by something or the other. I had no idea why it was so clean. It was just there, in pristine condition, and just begging to be dug out for us to examine its innards. My eyes are tired. Archaeology is tough work, not as glamorous as some people think it to be. You have to sweat and labor in the sun all day, hoping that your hard work would magically make something precious appear, which most of the time is just random bones of an all-too-common animal or some stuff left behind by tourists. Somehow, by luck, even if we chance upon something, it is way too small to make a big fuss over, Usually all we get out of it is sore hands and sunburns. For a week, we had dug and dug, hoping to unearth something big. Our wishes were soon to be fulfilled. One of my students struck gold. Well, not literally. It was a human skull, but it was something bigger than ever. Skeletons of the Harappans were rare to come by. We were actually overjoyed to find more skeletons as we dived deeper into the ground, two or three more just lying there. Breathe. Just don't look away. And breathe. Our happiness soon turned to unease as the skeletons went on and on, like almost the entire population of the city had congregated here. Some we found tangled up in others, difficult to pry free from the years of work the sand and elements of nature had done on them. The eeriest thing was that all of their empty eye holes were converged towards one direction. All of their faces directed radically inwards towards a single spot. So, we dug there for some reason. Perhaps it was intuition or perhaps something else. Finally, after about a month since we reached here, we found them. It's stupid, I know, calling that an artifact by a pronoun that gives it life, but it's too alive for an it. Maybe it's too dead for a them, too, but there's nothing in between that is going to suit. Bear with me. Derek was the one who got to it first. It was crusted over with layers of soil having built all around it, just a big block of sand that was too heavy to be just sand. It was already evening when they came into our hands. Derek excitedly insisted that he would stay up with it, them, cleaning and polishing until it, they, cleaned out some evidence about the mysterious cultic mass grave. We had shrugged and left him with his precious bundle of dirt inside his tent almost as excited as he was but not enough to give up on precious sleep after a long day of work in the unforgiving sun of the Indus Valley. I had woken up early the next morning, my mind too excited at the prospect of what we had found to sleep late, so I made a beeline towards Derek's tent. Did I call out to him first? Maybe. I can't remember. The next thing I know, I'm shaking him, staring at his red dried-up eyes. He did not look up, just murmured something incoherent. I was too concerned about him to even give a damn about whatever was on the table in front of him, whatever it was that had so much of his attention that he hadn't even blinked once while I was there, maybe throughout the entire night. You are so beautiful. I could look at you forever. Uh, where was I? Yes, Derek. His eyes were swollen and hazy, pupils hardly moving when I tried to make him come back to his senses. He didn't respond. Breathing shallow, pulse weak, he might as well have been close to death on the edge of the bridge separating ourselves and the Harrapins. The others, having heard my distressed shouts, tried to make him say something, anything. But he didn't. He remained motionless. I ordered them to carry him out. The nearest hospital was a long way away. Whatever it was needed to be fixed, and it definitely wouldn't be done here. His screams as he was dragged down were horrifying. They sounded like he was in pain, like he would do anything to be left there. My forearms are still stinging from the scratches he gave me as he tried to grab anything to hold on, but never once did he take his eyes off that damn thing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. You're beautiful. For an hour or so, it was quiet. I left the tent and tried to calm myself down, but then the call came. It was Derek. They had reached the hospital safely and gave over Derek to the doctors. They had not even left him alone for a moment when he found his way into a tray of surgical instruments. I now understand why he did what he did next. If I can't see them, I'd rather not see anything at all. That brings me to where I am now. Hearing the news, I had gingerly made my way towards his tent. The flaps fluttered in the breeze, a welcoming sound. I gravitated towards it, curiosity and something else at play in that moment. It. They were right there on the table i directed my eyes down towards whatever had made derek so transfixed it has been three hours now i managed to somehow get to my phone and get here i am now dictating this out for you to know sometimes it's better to not look away i understand why he screamed as if a part of him was torn away when they dragged him out i would too i can't look away It's beautiful. I can't describe it. You will have to see for yourself. Come down to the ruins. I doubt I'm leaving anytime soon. Don't blink. Don't blink. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description, and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers.